Welcome to another episode of Between You and Me, the podcast. Ooh. I am okay. <laughs> I am joined by the homies. Mark. <laughs> I am joined. I was afraid that you weren't talking to me. But yeah, I'm here. I was trying to decide who I wanted to do first, you or Michael. And it was like a split time decision. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Michael, next time. Next time. Bought himself five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and then joined by Mike Yow. <laughs> Michael Yow. Oh, that will never stop making me uncomfortable. I'm coming to the room. Where am I at? Two hundred and some odd pounds. Now you gotta throw them out like that. I don't like that. I don't like it. Hailing from Wait, where would you come from before Glassboro? Where are you born at? I'm sorry. Where are you born at, Paul? Where were you? I was born in Mount Holly, I think. Mount Hailing from Mount Holly. You haven't heard from this nigga in a while. <laughs> Paul Robinson. That's I come in with the battle cry. This, this nigga has been on the podcast in months, and that's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm here. I'm here. As, as Michael alluded to, all you cool cats and kittens, we are uh, talking about Tiger King. And, King. Uh, the uh, the roller coaster that it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who wants to take this off first, but what oh, do you think? I'm not at the top of the hill yet. Oh, so this will be good because I can ask you guys questions as someone that yeah, has you, you, dipped his like, feet. You literally just started like the crest of the first hill. You have not even like. <laughs> He's not gonna finish watching anyway. We're we, we're good. <laughs> Yes. I I am willing to spoil myself. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone that is in the same position as me who has barely dipped his feet into the Tiger King. Yeah, it's, it's so many places now. It's gotten so big. I think partially because no one has anything else to do. Uh, that's kind of our void hearing things that happen, you know? Right. It, it's, it's also it's kind of weird to me sometimes to like say spoiler alert on things that happen in real life because it's like it's the news, you know? <laughs> like, the news is not like, spoiler alert. Like, whoa, what? I, wasn't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, guys, when, when you guys first started watching Tiger King, what did you expect going into it? And how has the show... Hmm, has the show changed your perception as far as, like, zoos and how animals are treated in the United States? I was going to say, um, it's a funny question because I went into the show with, I think Elijah had already watched it, most of it, and Michael had already watched it, so I knew it was going to be wild. However, I didn't realize that Tiger King's show would be have so little to do with actual tigers. Like, <laughs> That, that's clearly like the farthest thing from the from what was the center of the people's minds when they were creating this documentary. 
Um, mm. At least it was the furthest thing from the people who were actually taking care of these animals. So, um, I don't know if it changed my opinion of the animals themselves that much, um, but it definitely changed my opinion of the people who uh, take care of them. My first experience with this series, I, I saw memes and I just saw that it was kind of taking over and that the more you watch it, the crazier it became. And I watched the first episode and I was like, oh, this is pretty nuts. But it, it lives up to the hype. As I went on, it, it just got more nonsensical. And the thing about it is that like, I always had this negative opinion about zoos. And you, you just know that people don't treat the animals as kindly as they need to be. But, mm-hmm. uh, I agree with that. And I think the worst part about it is the fact that people come for other people's throats saying that, like, they're treating an animal poorly when other people are doing the same exact thing. Facts. Preach, brother. It's like, you know, a regular zoo, like the New York Zoo talking about, like, fucking like sea world or something with shamu and it's like yeah you're mm-hmm. not really any better so why are we commenting on this mm-hmm. it's all money everything's money i said every every single yeah. show we talk about something it always comes down to money that's facts i'm in the same boat as you brother i was uh perusing the facebook's and i'm seeing these memes i said the fuck the, who this nigga and who's the king of tigers cut I said, what, this is what these niggas talk. You know what's crazy about me that I realized? It's crazy how, like, when someone tells me to watch something they, and they tell me I'm going to like it, I want to hate it so bad. There's nothing crazy about that. But but here's the other thing, though. If I see it in the movie, oh. I'm going to smooth watch that shit. Now, if a meme says you're missing some shit, you're like, hold up. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> this That's random thing on Instagram said I had to check it out, so now I have no choice. I said, I said, let's see what this shit talking about. So I saw that meme and I started watching that shit with my mom. And like fucking the first 10 minutes, I was like, what the fuck? This is pure pandemonium. And I don't even use that word. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think pandemonium was in my lexicon. I almost choked <laughs> on that damn word. That show has a lot going on. And in this episode, uh, we are going to delve in to a lot of it. Uh, so... I don't even know where you want to get started at. So, um, Mark, what did you think about the conditions that uh, these animals were in? Because I know we kind of alluded to it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, so, as far at least for me, the conditions that the animals were in, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm no expert about this, but it came across like regardless of what type of like place they were in, whether it was. Doc Antle or Joe Exotic or Carol Baskin, it seemed like all of their enclosures kept the animals really close together. They were all basically the same. It was really weird because it was like a one person um, down in Florida, actually. It seemed like his facility was best kept out of any of them. Um, And again, like I think the animals throughout were consistently not really given a lot of area to roam around. Like they said that tigers need this much space and then they clearly were not giving it to them um and even and even just as bad i wouldn't say even worse but just as bad the employees were also put in like awful situations and that didn't matter where you were talking about they were all 
all their employees were some way, shape, or form being, you know, kind of manipulated. In some cases, they were just people that they pulled off the street. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They didn't know, exactly. They didn't know what they were doing. They weren't animal experts or anything like that. They were just people that either wanted to join a cause or didn't have nothing better to do. And they thought it was fun. Um, no. Yeah. There was really I mean, one episode where, like, Joe pulled over to a gas station, walks up to, like, this person that just got out of jail or something, and was mm-hmm. like, how would you like to work for me? Just using them for, for really to pay them pennies and peanuts and shit. Yeah. And, and the thing that stinks about it is that for certain people who have had, you know, have gone to jail or have had issues with the law in the past, like, they, this is, like, they don't have a lot of options. And, of course, that's when they start to take it. Well, they'll do it before that, but then they'll especially do it then. How about it's you, like... No, it's not okay, Paul. Have that shit happen again no. and see what happens, cuz. Cross me again and see what happens. <laughs> it's like, no, what's up? Uh, what do you think, Michael? Um, as far as I'm concerned, uh, as long as there is a cage, there's not enough space for a wild animal. Um, the only time I really ever find it acceptable is like if you're trying to breed an endangered species. And and the one dude did make that a point. I don't even remember the guy's name, but it was like, you know, they keep saying they're endangered and I'm breeding them, so what's the problem? And I'm like, oh, okay, I can sort of see where you're coming from there. Um, but it does come down to, you know, how you treat them while they are in your care. I was going to say, um, yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely true. But there, there were many instances that they alluded to throughout, throughout the entire series of tigers being put down for no reason other than they weren't profitable. And I think I have like a real issue with like people who like took care of the animals. They floated the word euthanize out a lot. And like euthanize like implies that it's a peaceful process of killing an animal or whatever to like, you know, for their own good. And there was nothing like peaceful. There was they, they shot the animals in the head. Like that's not peaceful. That's not that's not euthanizing an animal. That's just straight up murdering it. Stop mm-hmm. saying the word euthanize to like replace the word kill. It's not the same thing. I mean, it's all about it's all about branding and it's all about imaging. Like in this show, I, like watching the first episode, I noticed that a lot. Like that's honestly the only thing that's different about Carol Baskin and. And Joe is their branding, how they talk about the animals, how they talk about their processes. Like Joe comes off crazy because he's off the cuff. Like he doesn't care about calling people like foul words or he doesn't like he doesn't really have a filter where like Carol's always puts she talks about putting the animals first, but like when you look at her process and how she does stuff, it's very similar to how Joe does stuff, at least as far as like taking care of the animals. Like, maybe the staffing's a little different, but... And, like, the euthanization thing, like, people, like, where I say, like, law enforcement that that had to deal with that, they're saying that because they don't want to scare people, or they don't want to make people feel bad that that's what happened. You know, because, like, when you say we murdered these tigers, it sounds really bad in people's mouths, but when you say we euthanized them, they're like, oh, okay, well, they had to happen. Well, because you, you saying you euthanized them that implies that you were doing it for their good, and you weren't. Exactly. You were just killing them, you know? Oh, Why? Like, what's your opinion on this? Uh, to kind of, like, go back about what you said about uh, 
uh, what Michael said about animals, like the tigers being pretty much all up on each other. I think, I don't know what episode it was, but I remember Carol saying something about, yeah, uh, Joe pretty much ain't shit because all of his tigers are cooped up together, blah, blah, blah. blah. It, our tigers need like a hundred some acres of free range. Mm-hmm. And then like the next shot is like uh, fucking Carol's sanctuary and like the, the tigers are right next to each other. So you shut your whore mouth. Oh, whoa, whoa. You hip shit. Careful. Sorry, sorry. You shut your whore mouth. It was like, 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 like a joke. Splicing it all together, like showing his his place and her place. I couldn't even tell which one was which half the time. I was like, these, nice. they, both, they both look awful. Like, I, I mean, I. So, like, she keeps, like, talking all this big game, and, like, like you said, Pete, it's all about, like, the branding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't really do himself any favors when he's out here sending fucking snakes in the mail to Carol. Like, we get it. She's terrible. She killed her husband, but, like, why do you have to act out of pocket like that? Mm-hmm. Random question, though. While we are, while we are talking about all these um, exotic animals and stuff, have you ever wanted to own any exotic animal? Like, could you imagine yourself like in your wild dreaming of a cool animal? Want a turtle? No, not even like, just, like a TV show. And- <laughs> I want a giant tortoise like Master Roshi. You want a giant tortoise? <laughs> like a sit-on. <laughs> not a turtle. Keep in some in some ass case. I want a giant tortoise. He's gonna have his own room. I, I've seen too many videos of tourists having sex, so that would ruin it for me. I don't know why people want exotic animals. Exotic animals, like, like I don't get it. Like, they're 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 wild animals. Like, they're gonna they will they're gonna eventually up. like eat you. Or, the show like they say sometimes the tigers get too rough. It's like, and they're like, oh. I should they like, see a guy fall on the ground, and like, he's like, oh, I'm good, I'm good. I'm like, no, you weren't. I'm not having anything that could kill me. There's no, there's no I feel like, but I, I feel like I shouldn't even have to tussle with my pet. I will never tussle with an animal. If my cats try to box up on me, I'm slapping the shit out of them. <laughs> what, what about you, Mark? Would you own any exotic animals, though? If I had a... I was saying that like maybe I might like a, like a parrot or something. I don't know if that necessarily counts as exotic. Um, well, I think like I think like a, like a macaw or something like that would be pretty cool. And I used to when I was little, I used to want like a little aardvark. I saw like a video of one aardvark. Yeah, Arthur. Not like so ugly. It's such an ugly. It's like a little eater thing. It was kind of, it was pretty cool. Um, I'm just gonna feed it. That's crazy. You're gonna have ants in your house just to feed your artwork. <laughs> People are like, ew, there's bugs in your house. Oh, don't worry. It's for the artwork. It's for the greater good. I would say that after watching this, I definitely, I mean, I didn't want to own a tiger already, but now I am 100%. Absolutely not. 100%. No, yo, did you see the, did any of you guys freak out? Did any of you guys freak out how much people were paying to to be with these tigers? Bro, six hundred? <laughs> Yo, the first time that one dude like said the bill, 
I, I want to say it was like 300 or 600 something. I was like, that's per day? Oh my Bro, god. The nigga said, I'm coming back tomorrow. He said, what? I'll be back every day. What? I was like, yo, what are you working? Where are you working? <laughs> and are y'all I niggas hiring right I now? I need to know. That's oh crazy. He brought his family too. That's like per ticket, the way yeah. they were saying it. Yeah. That's crazy. They're making a lot of money. Yeah, we'll say that. Well, I mean, I, I mean not Joe. The hustle was real. Joe made himself go broke with all those fucking legal fees and shit. I mean, we might as well just start talking about the different characters inside the show, honestly. Because, yeah. like, more than breaking it down between, like, the different, like, things that happen, I think just talking about the people. Like, these aren't even characters. This isn't, this isn't even a TV show. These are actual real These are real human beings. Real yeah, life. this out the way mm-hmm. nobody on that show was a good person no i didn't mind the uh, the producer the producer was you know what um, I, you know what i, I mean he was kind of just indifferent you know what i did mind about that producer had nigga probably never brushed his teeth a day in his goddamn life his, his bottom teeth were really hard to look at. I will yeah. say that a hundred. I mean, bottom bottom teeth, teeth, I was like, teeth, Lord have mercy, not brushing your teeth. Um, oh, it was. But he, I don't think he was a bad guy, but it, you know, it was clear he was exploiting this, these shitty people for his own personal gain. What about the kid he met in high school? You know, like, not the magician, but the um, the guy he was shooting with. Who looked probably great in high school, but then like has three teeth in his adult life. <laughs> the oh, one he stood on a log with. Oh my well, god! I, yeah. I'm blanking on that. I'm blanking oh, on that, motherfucker. It was in episode one. I was like, oh, that was not a good influence on you. Yeah. <laughs> the dental plan for the show it, it wasn't great, but that's how that's how a lot of them a lot of them were like on drugs, and a lot of them some of them weren't, and just had. Bad people, but it, it's just you know. Yeah. Are we judging people? Are we are we saying yo, you trash? <laughs> it, it's it's yeah. it might get down. It might get to that point by the end of the episode. And and, yeah. and keep in mind, we are not going to be talking about everybody because that's a lot of people. Yeah, we can't do that. We just got to talk about the big players. I think. Yeah. Like so, for one, Joe. We already we kind of already spoke about him. I think he's just one of those people who like. You know, drinks his own Kool-Aid way too much. My God, this man, like... And you could tell he was, like, somewhat insecure. Like, he was definitely afraid of a lot of the animals, even though he acted like he was a tiger king. Yeah. He's obsessive, too. Like, the whole thing, like, how upset... Like, how much Carol Baskins, like, took over his life without even being there was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. His obsession was uncomfortable. I've grudge in my life to ever go to that point, ever. But the songs were fire. <laughs> Yo, bro, who the hell was that singing? Because it definitely wasn't that nigga Joe. Who the fuck was that singing? It probably was. 100% wasn't Joe Exotic. 100% wasn't Joe Exotic, Paul. 100%. <laughs> I wanted it to be him so bad. Paul, I've I, seen so many people that I wouldn't think have that country voice, they just bust it out, and I'm like, Bro, that shit was like fucking just copy and pasted in the episode, bro. Like it was just he had he was like, hey yo, I wrote these lyrics 
A hundred percent was not Joe Exotic singing. And all that nigga did in his videos was just stand there looking in one direction. So I'm like, sit, sit your ass down. Oh, he, said Mike Kras- he said Mike Kras speaks for itself. I don't need to do all that, man. I'm out of here. Hey, yo, he, he needs to give his ghostwriter credit or his ghost singer. <laughs> Joe Exotic would never give a ghostwriter credit. Joe Exotic would never do that. Nothing like a ghostwriter. You're right. You're 100% <laughs> right. He's like, this is all my attention. Yeah, yeah. Joe Exotic, man. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. You go. Nah, 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 nah. Shut, shut up. Shut up. Like, <laughs> go ahead, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say it's kind of similar to what uh, Pete was saying earlier about like, Joe Exotic. Joe's like one thing is his brand is that he has no filter. He's just a hundred percent of him all of the time. You, you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it, and I don't want to deal with it, you know. Yeah. I think Doc Antle was kind of very different from Joe in that, like, a lot of his like alignings, as far as like the as his beliefs with the Tigers, were clearly similar, but the way he presented himself was definitely a lot different than Joe. Joe, like it was way more professional. I mean, he, he was just. He was a cleaned up Joe. I mean, he, he knew how to present his arguments. He knew how to argue. I mean, like, Which, you know, it kind of it kind of gives me like Trump Pence vibes, where it's like that's even more dangerous. Doc made it work. Like that's the thing. Like Joe had to go to him for advice about how to make the business stable. Like Doc had it down to a science of how much the tigers cost, how much I, I can charge for how long the tiger is a cub. And so, like, he had everything down. Like, Joe was the one that was so, pushing so stuff to, like, like to the max. And, 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 and then that tiger mysteriously disappears. Um, yeah. one day. See, that's oh, what I'm I was about to say. Quote, unquote, euthanized. That's what I was about to say. Like, what, what Doc Antle knows how much, I guess you could say, tiger inventory he can have at one time. He'll be like, yeah. hey, yo, I can't take that tiger right now, Joe. So I'm like, hey, yo, I got this tiger. Can you, can you keep it? it? And he'll be like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll find Because, I mean, he cuts corners. I mean, Facts. the first episode, Doc was saying, oh, I might fudge the numbers. I think he was saying it was like 10,000 or something like that. 2,000 for a like, tiger. Yeah. And then he, and then Joe said, like, right after that, like, oh, I can do it for like 2,000. So, right, 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 right. Okay. Oh, to feed the tigers? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, he has like 10,000 to feed the tigers. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Bro, this nigga was getting like fucking uh truckfuls of old expired Walmart. Old dead cows. Of old dead cows, and like they probably weren't sanitized. Like I, I don't know, it was like a whole bunch of corners he was cutting. And I'm not even crazy. an expert. I can tell. Like it was just. Ugh. It's crazy because like the truck that was meant for the tigers, the employees would take out of first. So literally, like the employees are damn near eating the same thing tigers are eating. Like, come on, B. Treat your employees better than that. COVID, 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 COVID. Facts. <laughs> Facts. You know, I mean, the employees didn't seem like they cared. I mean, to be honest, I don't think anyone was I really. Think it was more like this is the way things are. You know, not necessarily they don't care, but like they got like this is how it is for us. And yeah, uh, gunslinging um, zookeepers. What's your opinion of Jeff Lowe? Pull up. Little bastard, he probably deserves a punch in the face or two. 
Yeah, hit five. Oh my god. The dude comes what? across so cocky. Let, let's just say this about Jeff Lowe, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, right now, Jeff Lowe probably laid off all his employees and ain't paying them niggas. That's how shitty he is. He 100% did that. You know there's no choice. You know there's no chance that he's paying any of those people. I don't know. I don't know. I do want to Facts. I do want to say I do want to say one thing about uh about Joe real quick. I want to I want to I just want to say Joe is the type of nigga to forget where he came from. So I feel like at first like he did care somewhat about the animals and shit, but like as he started gaining popularity, um he kind of forgot about the animals and cared more about his persona. Uh, I don't think anything displays that. I was disagreeing with the Elijah's point about him caring about the animals. I don't think he ever cared. I I think, and the reason why I say this is because I think he cared about what the animals did for him. I don't think he necessarily cared about the animals themselves because whenever, like, especially like when you describe the animals, he described them as therapeutic. So, like, I think he cared more about, like, the therapy and what the joy that they brought him, but not necessarily the animals themselves, because it always felt like the animals were a means to an end for him. Like, at first it was therapy, now it's money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, still using I, I, the animals. I, I, can see, I can see that. I mean, I like to, I mean, maybe it's just because the way the first episodes were edited, I believe that he did care at one point. But mm-hmm. I don't think by the time, like, it, it wasn't long before he completely just been about, was about himself. I think that, like, the whole Travis situation where, you know, he, like, where his husband, like, shot himself and he basically made it out into, like, this whole, like, it's all that's somehow made it all about him. Mm-hmm. That, that's, like, just textbook, like, just disturbing behavior. And Yeah, so, so pause. It, it, because you're probably not going to finish watching it. Um, but pretty much, you remember his husband, Travis? I don't know if you got that far. No. Nope. Nope. All right, so pretty much she had a husband, Travis. Um, and his husband, Travis, actually ended up offering himself. Huh? Um, in front of In front of his uh, campaign manager. Yeah, so, mind, you, mind you, Travis was like 18, and Joe was like... Travis was Travis was like a solid like 23, 24 years younger than Joe. Yeah, so when oh, they wow. met, I think Travis was eighteen. When he died, he was like our age, I think, like twenty three to twenty four. Oh wow. So pretty much Travis offed himself. Um and not even two months later, uh Joe remarried. But here's the here's the kicker. Joe mm-hmm. actually reached out to Travis's mom to come to his wedding to make it seem like uh that Travis's mom was okay with uh, Joe moving on, and then after the mar- after the wedding, never spoke to her again. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. I was gonna say it wasn't even a wedding; it was a photo op. It was just her and the two of them, so that she could take pictures with them, and then like basically ghost they ghosted her after that. It was. That's very slimy. Weird. Slimy. It, uh, it's, it's perhaps like you know the most uncomfortable I felt about this entire situation, and there were a lot of things that made me uncomfortable the entire time I watched it. Yeah. Show seems to have a lot of uncomfortability yeah. laced yeah. into it. 
So I have a question for everybody. Um, do you think? Do you think because of the circumstances of the world right now? Do you think you would have watched this show before all this, or do you think there? Or do you think everyone's kind of watching this now because there's really nothing out there? Does that make sense? Um, I think I think personally because of the, what's going on right now because we have more free time than we've ever had. And uh, I know a lot of people, uh, they want to catch up on shows or even watch shows that they might not be able to watch otherwise. So, like, it's unfortunate that we have, like, this is a situation that we're in right now. But, shit, most people are taking this free time and utilizing it to watch shows to do what they want to do. So, me personally, I probably would not have watched the show. Actually, no, that meme said watch. Someone watch that shit, huh? Yeah. Thank you, me. <laughs> Thank you, me. I think I would have watched it, and I think it would have facilitated um, the popularity. Definitely not to this extent as, like, right. you know, everyone would have watched it, but because we're all kind of cooped up, this kind of catalyzed, like, how fast we got to watch it. Mm-hmm. People watched it in one night. I watched seven episodes in one night it just like so it got to blow up because of that which i appreciated but i think like you know the the popularity curve would have been a lot of a lot smaller had this not occurred but it would still have been there yeah i i was gonna say i think it comes down to like basically what michael said it's not just about the at least to me perceived popularity is not just about the volume of people who watch what about the velocity of people are watching it? It's like, sure, like, I think the Aaron Hernandez is a good, like, is a good thing to draw a frame of reference to this. Like, I think I, I think a lot of people watch that as well, but it didn't feel as immediately important to watch it as this did. And I think a lot of that comes from, like, you know, being inside, not having anything to do immediately, and people get desperate really quickly, and they're like, all right, yeah. well, this is big, everybody's watching it. Let's all watch it now. Um, but I think I think so many people were watching it at once. And yeah, you yeah. don't really have a lot of things anymore that like get everyone to watch something at the same time anymore. It, it felt like there was a big focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Super, the Super Bowl every year, Game of Thrones is over. What is everyone watching at one time anymore? And there's yeah. no movies. Like, that's the big thing too, is that because theater. Because theaters are closed down, and like, yeah, they're working out home releases for um, a lot of the big movies that are coming out, like Onward and Trolls. I think is has a home release now. Sonic got an early home release, but like, there's not any big movies going on because all, everything's canceled. So the streaming companies are gonna are easily able to kind of take over that, which they've already been doing. But I feel like it was the perfect time for something to take everyone's attention. Agreed, 100%. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you're right. I don't think there's a one specific answer to this. I think it's just the perfect storm of things that came together to make this such a popular thing. Right. right. Cause I know for a fact it would have took me longer to really um, find the show or watch it because I have other shit to do, but like I said, yeah. I, got, I ain't doing shit. I'm not even Fuck it. And Netflix yeah, has I so can... many shows like that that are like not weird, but like very niche. I feel like. 
Yeah. And I feel like those those shows, like, not that they don't catch on, it's just, like, I feel like Netflix has so many of them that it's, like, which one do I pick? I, I don't really know. Yeah. I also think what's underrated is just how important the fact that it's a documentary is. I think... Yeah. Because it's like, because it kind of, because I feel like a lot of times when there are TV shows that are popular, a lot of times people don't watch them because they don't think it's relevant to them or they don't think they're not interested in it. But by making, because of the, because of the documentary, it's something that actually happened. And yeah. I think it helps to circumvent a lot of people's of like thing, feelings of like, this doesn't matter to me. Because it's like, this was real life. This actually happened. You know, in the, in on the planet Earth that you inhabit, this crazy shit went on. And not and you didn't too because when I watched this I thought this shit was old and then I'm like oh no this shit was like like three four years ago yeah like you were were at home watching whatever the fuck you were watching and this crazy shit was happening simultaneously and I had no idea (laughs) facts well to to kind of to reel it back because we were about to talk about you know who, but but oh, but Elijah wants talk to talk about him so bad. <laughs> Wait, not, I'm not talking about Jeff Lowe no more. We're about to talk about that bitch CB. But before no, we talk no. about CB, CB. Oh I I just want to say, I just want to say, toughest nigga award goes out to Saf. That nigga got no. his bit off, and a week later he's back at work. What? Yes, that's it. That shit will never stop being amazing to me. He was like, "Oh, you know, I didn't want the I didn't want the the, the zoo to look bad, so I just went back with ha- oh, with like no arm, like two or three days later." Real what? ass nigga, bro. What? Explain this to me. I, I did not get this so, part. So there, there's there's this employee, Saf. He he's not really like a a, a big player, so to speak. But like, mm-hmm. and that's another fucked up thing. So Saf ends up, I think he's beating the tiger. Tiger mm-hmm. was a little extra hungry that day, and said, mm-hmm. "Fuck that, nigga. give me that arm, nigga," and and, and bit his arm off. And you know what's crazy? The first thing people actually thought, yeah. So at, this is on Joe's uh, Joe's compound. It's on Joe's at Joe's work. So Joe has an employee named Saf. Saf ends up getting his arm bit off by a tiger. And and it's crazy. The first thing Joe actually says is, "I'm never going to recover financially from this." Fuck, he didn't even care about Seth like that. That's the crazy. Big thing. arm is like, Joe Lizotti is not a person you want to talk to when you've been in some deep shit. That was he's, he does not care about your deep shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what this show? You know what this show weirdly reminds me of. The more I think about it, remember the old Repo shows back in the day? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like we were like Bernice and all them, where like they'd be like fighting people in the street to like repo their cars and like doing all types of antics and shit. Like this is what makes me think of because I'm like, this isn't real, but then I'm like, wait, these people are out here, so like, yeah. this is happening somewhere. Yeah, these are real people, bro. Real wait, people. Like, it might be dramatized a little bit, but like, this happened somewhere. Where are we coming from in Philly when we saw that a guy that was giving out parking tickets and then he was talking about him? He was like, I was on that TV show, Repo Masters or whatever. You remember that? Uh, we were writing outside of Woody's. We were writing outside of Woody's. And that guy was talking about how he was on Repo Masters. Uh, not Repo Masters. Why I call it Repo Masters? Or whatever. Repo, repo Masters. 
I'm working on their Ake Masters and Repo show. They're both on similar channels. Anyway, um, yeah, and he kept talking for so long, and we like inched away slowly, and he kept talking and talking about how he was on TV. This nigga was hype as shit, but all right, all right, I think it's time. Yeah, it's time. Promoted. Okay. I'm just going to say the name, and y'all say whatever comes to your mind first. Carol Baskins. Are you basking in the glory? Carol fucking Baskins. Carol Baskins. See, I didn't get that far, so I don't have as much knowledge as you guys. I've heard the allegations of Carol Baskins. My general thought of Carol Baskin is, eh, she's kind of on a high horse. I get where she's going, but she's, eh. she's just the worst. Okay, just the worst. Okay, fair. Okay, so she, so the way she handles her employees, they're all volunteers, and what what she does is she puts them on like these like different tracks where essentially they start out with one color shirt, and then after they like achieve enough as a volunteer, they get moved to another color shirt. Sure. Which makes me think when they get to the next color shirt, do they start getting paid? No. They just get more responsibility. But then they, she also has what an internship program. What did they get? Nothing! Uh, her smiles. What? She also she paid? Program. Her smiles. She isn't she like a government program? Or isn't she like funded by the government? I don't understand. Hey. She so like she makes money off she makes a ton of money off of these animals. Yeah. But then doesn't actually pay any of the people who work for her. The only it's thing that they have is like this like they have this like, indentured servitude that she like makes them go through. And like it's, not not even for anything. She 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 was like she was like, you know what is crazy? I don't even know if some of my employees are there until they're there for like five years. <laughs> That's hard. Okay. Yeah. What kind of what, what kind yeah. of shit is that? You know, another thing I, I gathered from Carol Baskin, she, like the producer, also doesn't brush her teeth like that. Cause <laughs> dear God. God. Oh, I just pulling out the scope on people's teeth. <laughs> they do put the camera pretty close up. They do give her a pretty uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, Cause like I mean, Carol, like you said, she does put on her act, but oh man, she's she's good because she's had she's been doing this for years. She ain't no she's no dumb. Mm, she's smart. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. She you know she just markets herself, um, you know, as a sanctuary for the animals. Her volunteers calling her the Mother Teresa of cats and stuff like that. And you're like, how is this any different from what Joe does? Oh, because she doesn't do cub petting. Like that's one thing that she doesn't right. do that he does, but everything else is the exact same. Is it? Like they never even acknowledge any other differences besides the cub petting. <laughs> facts. That's facts. They're like, oh, I we're a sanctuary and he abuses them. Facts. Hey, hey, hey Michael, what you think about that bit? Huh? What do you think about her? She's a fucking monster. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> That's I'm, just, I'm just gonna go off. I think she murdered her fucking husband. Oh, she did that shit. She murdered her fucking husband. <laughs> and then she weaseled her way into 90% of his estate. She uses her power and money 
to bully anyone who opposes her, mm -hmm. including Joe Exotic and any other fucking unnamed zookeepers that we don't know about, as well as uses her following to harass and belittle anyone who opposes her. And she's got her square fucking husband, Howard. Ugh, Howard. I think I covered most of the points there. Here's one of the, the crazy things. I forget the, spe the spe uh, specifics of the will, but her husband, Howard, not her husband, Howard, her husband, Don, uh, she was married to a wealthy, wealthy man, to say the least. Um, now, mm. now let's not let's not kind of cover like go over the fact that Don himself he wasn't shit. Yeah. He he didn't because because Don was one they they said that he had a wandering eye so he likes to cheat. He likes oh. to he likes to fuck around. So mm -hmm. Don himself was not a good man. So I I but he didn't deserve what possibly happened to him. But uh, pretty much, like, I think Don was, like, low-key afraid of uh, Carol. So he was trying to get a restraining order against her. But he didn't really have any, I guess, evidence to get that restraining order put through. So um, long story short, I think Carol had a way to change his will. I, I might be fucking up the story. But in the will, it said, release this upon my disappearance. Who the fuck puts that in a will? Yeah, coincidentally, coincidentally, after he disappears, there's a will found that says, upon my disappearance. Well, she's and you're like, hmm? Huh? She planted those seeds far in advance by, like, hinting that he had dementia or Alzheimer's so that he wasn't in, like, some kind of great state of mind. So that if he were to, quote-unquote, disappear, who the fuck knows what happened? He's not right in the head. He's still walking around until this day. Till this day! She did that shit years in advance yep. too. Yeah, she. she oh, she's. I don't know if she. I don't know. Did we mention already that she would have lost all the money had like he actually gone through and like, like divorced her? Oh like, yeah. Coincidentally, the only way that she was going to be able to keep his money is if he died because she was trying to get. She was. He was trying to like separate from her. And well, the, only, the only way she could have gotten out with the money would have been if he died, and then he coincidentally died. And and there's a there's a lot of theories going on that uh, she fed him to the tigers, and it, and it's crazy because like it's kind of like a it's kinda, it was like at first it was kind of crazy, but in like another episode they were talking about something and then she was like the only way a tiger will eat a human is if you cover the human in sardine oil. Yeah, you know what she was doing? She was doing that. Uh, what's it called? That O.J. Simpson, if I did do it. Oh, no. I'm not saying <laughs> I, I reopen the case, though. What I would have done is... <laughs> they, they, they did reopen the case. You're right. They did there. reopen her case. So now, oof, oof, big oof. I know she's shitting bricks. Oh, I know she's, she's shitting bricks. about this whole thing. How did she agree to do this documentary? That's the funny part. So, I got to know. I got to know. Um, that's the thing that actually... Is. We can get into. I think the new episode, like one of the key takeaways from that, is clearly that the people were not aware of the way they were going to do it. Right. So actually, Doc Antle was on Andrew Social's podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And um, apparently, the person that was producing this documentary framed it to where he was actually doing a documentary on like animal wildlife, and mm -hmm. so. He, he pretty much tricked everyone into thinking that the documentary was about one thing, 
when in actuality so that means, you find um, another into yeah. his own thing. Is that legal? Yes. Huh? Is that legal? Well, well they they so I mean, they did it, but it's interesting. I do not know, but also I can only take the I don't I don't know if it's true because Doc Antle, who is also a character on the show. Because yeah. like, that's that's why that's that's the one thing that was confusing to me. Because like I understand it's a documentary, so I was like, "Wow, this documentary like trained people in the craziest of ways." And yeah. and um, even like Doc, like him talking to the producer saying, "You're gonna knock on the door, I'll say hello." And I'm like, "Why did they keep this in if he wanted a certain way? Like they must not right. have told him." Because they, yeah, because they clearly did not. They didn't give him the impression of how he was going to come across. I mean, it was funny because I was like, "Wow, that's funny that he kept that in." But I was like, "But why though? Like, did they not?" I mean, I think, it's, I, mean, I, think I think the reason he kept it in was pretty clear. It's to you know show how micromanaging Doc Antle is. He wanted to, yeah, he wanted to control the way he was perceived, and this was showing. This also showed that while he thought he was controlling the way he was perceived, the guy who was making the documentary clearly had something else in mind. He, it, yep. it's kind of showed very clearly that he was not being completely honest with them about how they were what they were doing and how they were being portrayed. And I think that goes down to the power of editing, honestly. High key. That's yeah. the highest of keys because uh like we were talking we were uh talking about this like a couple weeks ago on the phone because like the producer edited this into a way to kind of like construe the story and make people seem like monsters, which they are. But like it, it, it almost made you, it, it, it made me feel like they wanted us to feel this way at the end of the... Yeah. It's uh, a very controlled piece. Yeah, a, a very controlled. Very I mean, controlled. like, whether it's, like, you know, the music in the background of the scene, or, like, how they, like, how they, even how they lay out information, the order that they give you the information in is very, is very clever to get you to connect dots in the way that they want you to. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, hey, you're not gonna form your own opinion, nigga. I, I, I just want you to know that the way this is edited, you ain't gonna form no. We gonna make you think what we think, nigga. Like, I got yeah, exactly. It's like here, I'm just gonna lay out all this information for you, and you're gonna make your own decision. But I'm gonna purposely lay out all the information in a way that leads you to that decision. Exactly. We're gonna make you endear to certain characters and not like certain characters later because of very specific reasons. I was going to say, like, like I said, I said this in our conversation before. Like, it's a documentary, so you're always thinking, like, oh, this is something to happen in real life. But this documentary wasn't made by like some omnipotent being that's completely unbiased. There's a person here who made this documentary who has a narrative that they're trying to push, just like everybody else. That's a very eye-opening for I feel like documentaries in general, or just maybe educational material like this mm-hmm. that's supposed to be presented as non-fictional where like yeah it's non-fictional it did happen but like mark said there's there's narratives to be told and clearly like in this particular instance like the narrative is kind of heavy-handed but it makes us think of other stuff we watch like you yeah. know maybe there's an agenda in those too maybe not as malicious but you know people have agendas that they want right. to across. like that's that's the essence of documentaries they have X amount of time to get you on. It's a persuasive essay. Pretty much. They, they have X amount of time to get you to think one thing. Kind of reminds me of like um, back in the day, we used to have to write BBQs for um, 
for like history classes where it'd be like, oh, what's your thesis on this? Now here are all these pieces of information and line, take the pieces of information that are useful to you to create what your thesis is. 100%. So did y'all get like any, when, when we watched the uh, episode eight, um, did you get any new take? Well, Paul didn't watch yet, but did you get any new yeah, takeaways from? Uh, I didn't watch that shit. From the, um, <laughs> the latest episode, we're all kind of really savage. Like Joel McHale, he didn't care. <laughs> like making fun of the way everyone looked and the way everyone talked. He didn't give a fuck. And I was like, all right, you guys really are just all terrible people. You know. Um, but like, I did have a, a question. For everyone, especially on along the lines of like the power of editing and uh, like narrative pushing, do you think? Well, I guess it's a two-part. Like, what do you think? What narrative do you think they were pushing, and do you think they succeeded? At least to me, the biggest takeaway is kind of just well, like underhanded and like shady this like whole organization like not even organization but like this world of like exotic animals is like the people who are taking care of them and the people who like who i assume are are allowed to take care of them they have some shady shit going on and they kind of operate in this like weird gray area where they're not well known outside of that about outside of that area but within it, they do some very questionable things. And just bringing that to light and making sure people know that that's something that's happening. In my opinion, I didn't know if they were trying to definitively say Joe Exotics was guilty or if they intentionally tried to make it seem like, oh, there is this chance that he didn't. And the same with Carol Baskin and her dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's crazy? I didn't even know they have fucking compasses for this shit. Like, that's how... I definitely was trying to bring attention to this shit because I was so uh, uneducated about this 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 life. All I know is everyone in that shit ain't shit. Everyone in that show ain't shit. Um, and it, it's just, like, fucked up how you think that those animals, even though they're in captivity, they're being treated the right way. But, like, looking at that show, it kind of breaks your heart, actually seeing how they're actually treated. Because, like, those animals are, like, well, they should be, like, well-oiled machines. Their bodies are meant to eat a certain way. They need a certain uh, amount of space, a certain amount of exercise. But to kind of see how they are actually treated, it's kind of fucked, man. Like, it's crazy. And to be completely honest with you, I don't think a person who created the documentary gives a shit about either of them, honestly. (laughs) I think I honestly think that that was like a a tool that made the story much more interesting. But I, I don't think he really cared personally. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do care now, but I don't yeah. know if that was. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, so far the takeaways, like I said before, branding is everything. I really. Like public perception, how how you portray yourself. Even if you're doing the same exact thing as your opponent, if you're portraying yourself better or if your marketing is better, like Carol Baskin reaching out to the malls and, you know, harassing Joe that way, like there's a lot of power in that. There's a lot of power in how people portray themselves, even if their intentions aren't good. 
Um, and I feel like the documentary, at least from what I saw, is just exposing that. Like like you said, like the shady stuff going on, the the underhanded tactics that are going on. It's, it's a lot. Like, the animals are an afterthought. The animals are, yeah, they're here. All right. What, what else? <laughs> and I think that's, that's kind of the point. Because, uh, like, if I go, like, Mark's way and say that the narrative of this is to show, like, how poorly these animals are being treated and just to show, like, this underground fucking exotic animal thing is like, and I think it did a terrible job because these people with fucking explosive personalities kind of stole the show, in my opinion. Yeah, but then you, I, I mean, I agree. I do think they, like, I, I, do, I, I don't even give a second thought about these animals, honestly. I just want to talk about how I think Carol fucking murdered her husband. Yeah, it's yeah, like, TV. But, <laughs> but see, the show, but the show, I feel like the show does a decent job of it because it doesn't show you any people who aren't like that taking care of these animals. So it can, it does give you that impression. Oh shit, they're all like this. They're all terrible to their animals. They all only care about themselves. This is like this is that one dude seems like he cared about the animals. Yeah, the one guy. The one guy that was like a, what, the, the mafic? That would be the guy who was in like the, the cartel? Or what's the name? Like? No, the one, like, the one the that they talked about in the, not the reunion, I guess episode 8, the one who just felt bad for the animals. The one who was like, I'm not a meth user, sorry. But that's not, per- <laughs> but, that's in, but that was never the people who were the heads of any of these things were ever portrayed in the show. The employees yeah. were in, in positive light, but not any of the people who ran these things. At least I don't think. I, but then again, like we said, it's all about the perception, and yeah, it's all about what like what was the person trying to get across? What was the doc? What was the person who was directing was trying to get across? And even more than that, regardless of what he was trying to get across, what did come across? Like Michael said, if he was trying to get something else across, and this is what people got, then you know, question your storytelling. Then. <laughs> I think this is I think this is what they were going for, though. I don't think. I think I think that was the attempt. Whatever the, the stories that people are getting of the controversy, I think that's what they wanted. Then it just comes across. I, I would hope so, because it seemed like the yeah, it was a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of light shed on uh, the yeah. people and not really the animals. Like a, it didn't seem like an arms of the angel type of thing, where like yeah. so like yeah, the animals are in cages, but like they aren't harping on that. Like it, 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 yeah. It, it, you're right, cause like it's crazy, cause yeah, cause cause Peter was like, we care, and then we'll say, sit your dumb ass down, Peter. We talking about Carol fucking Baskins, nigga. Sit yeah, your dumb ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's major facts. Well, are there any final thoughts? Cause we've been we've been talking about this shit for a while, and yeah, it's too too it's easy to talk about for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to our listeners, yeah, sorry. We do normally only record for 30 minutes, but uh, we exceeded that. We definitely exceeded that. Sorry, Captain Through the power of editing, we will make it 30 minutes. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Edit this down to 30 minutes. 30, my, 30 minutes, my ass cheeks, nigga. You Shit, are there any final takeaways? Puff the feds. That's a way to end it right there. Well, homies <laughs> and homies. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Between You and Me. It has been a blast. 
uh, and we had the blast from the past with our guy Paul. Uh, very, very exciting. You, know you are missed. That it's it felt good to have you back. Doesn't Tiger King you. sound good as an anime? Doesn't that sound good? High key. Let's make that's it. Not, that's that's not too right. Right. long enough. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, follow us on uh, Twitter at between the letter U and me too, like the poo. Um, oh my god! Feel me? <laughs> Bless you. Yeah. Oh, that, that Rona, huh? I'm glad I'm not next to you. Uh, don't say that. We have a, a Facebook fan page. Just type in between you and me. We should pop up. See y'all. Mine. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye, nigga. <laughs> <laughs>